Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. (sighs) What a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Yo, what is up, everyone? Episode 208 of the Foo Bar Show, man. We've got the Foo. We've Foo. got Steph. Say hi, Steph. What's up? Hey. So, uh, hey, man, we have a pretty cool guest on today, which I'm ver- pretty excited about. Their name is Zolto. They're a metal progressive band, and uh, they're cool guys, man. We're going to put them on at the end of the episode during the music highlights. Looking forward, Foo. They had a pretty cool little song you showed me, Foo. Yeah, they, they, they're pretty talented dudes. And I wanted to talk about our sponsor, dude. Fucking ALFLEI.com. That's ALF Live Events. Check them out for all of your live events and all your audiovisual needs. Uh, they are sponsoring the Foo Bar Show for the video component. And uh, man, it's looking good. It's looking good these days, Foo. What do you say about that? Well, Foo, uh, it is because of you know the holiday season, then all the Podzilla's, Foo. It's been working out, dude. Yeah. And, and by the way, stick around next week for Podzilla, where we're going to have a pretty gnarly freaking spicy challenge. So... That's going to get interesting. Well, it might be just me mm-hmm. unless we decide to do the nudes. I really, really hope Pigs Radio is down to do oh, that, they will be. that tiny little chocolate. Let's, yeah. But we need your, your bitch ass Josh to be down to do it too because mm-hmm. we can't have everyone except Josh not do it. Well, I think it might be everybody but their host doing it. So oh. it's going to work. Okay. Out. So we could do a one for we, one. We can make it work out. All right. Please. Lastly. Everybody go to uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rate and review, positive review, and show us that you did, and we'll send you a free t-shirt, dude. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's pretty dope, man. You just get a free t-shirt just for not talking shit for once. Yeah? Or you could talk, no, no, I'm just give us the Give us the five-star. We want the five stars. <laughs> it helps us out tremendously to get more sponsors for the show and grow it. I think we could do a lot with this uh, visually. So, um, yeah, help us out. And go Foo, to- we would like to be growers, not showers. Foo, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> God damn. That's, <laughs> that's profound, Foo. Anyway, without further ado, episode 208, Foo Bar Show, guest star Zolto. Here we go. Martini Studios in Ontario, California. It's the Foo Show. What's up, everyone? I am Joe Steve. With the Foo. And Steph. Thank you all very much for listening to the Foo Show. Thanks for hitting subscribe. And remember to rate, review, and tell your friends like a champ. You can always reach us at Foo Show. That's F-O-O-Bar-Show.com. And F-O-O-Bar-Show is our handle on Facebook, Venmo, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out, drop us a line, and we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, foos? That's correct. All right. Got it right. 
Yeah, episode 208, Foo. Uh, we have a very special guest on at the tail end of this episode on the music highlights. We have Zolto, a pretty awesome progressive metal band. And hopefully future anime. And future band. anime intro creator. <laughs> Man, their music is fit for freaking anime. Sounds intro. so dope. It sounds awesome. It's perfect for I, 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 I love their sound, and uh, it's going to be dope to talk about uh, talk with them and about their new music video that's coming out December 1st. So we got that going We're covering, on. covering uh, that song that for the video, right? They're, uh, they're playing the song on the video. Cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, <laughs> Foo, did you drink one of my Trulies, Foo? No, I didn't. But I, this is my third Michelada. And I'm having a good time. That's your third one? It's my third Michelada. Holy shit. Uh, these things are delicious. Especially, you know, made here at home. Just a little mm. Clamato, a little Modelo. Well, better than you getting them made out in public. Am I right, Foo? Well, these days, yeah. Jeez. Are you uh, are you gonna break that curfew, Foo? Uh, there's a there's this thing happening in fucking Orange County today <laughs> as we record this Saturday the twenty first. There's this uh, you know how Orange County is pretty right leaning. They have uh, they have this thing happening over there by the beach where they're meeting up San, after San Clemente, curf- right? Yeah, after curfew. Just to troll the police and the governor and shit like but that. But the police already came out and said, like, we're not gonna arrest anyone. Just like, we'll leave you alone. You guys just well, the, the just thing don't is, cause a ruckus. What's dangerous is that these people aren't wearing masks. Yeah. You know? They get They're not zero fuck. They get zero fucks. Yeah. Let alone the hospitals are filling up. Yeah, so... The, well, they're getting there again a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And a lot of hospital workers... Like, well, I know that, now. like, everything's kind of going back... Well, for, for a month, right? We're getting locked down for a month? We're getting... Yeah, and that's what this is about. The governor gave us a lockdown for a month starting tonight at 10. Uh, and they're doing this 10 to 5 curfew, right? Yeah. It's a soft lockdown. So... Dude, I need to drive to the airport at Tuesday by 5.15. I... How am I going to get to the airport in 15 minutes, Foo? You're fucked, dude. You better, better shoot your way over there. All right. Anyone who has invented a, a light transporter, let's let's do this. Yeah. I need some help. I cannot pay you, though. I don't know if that's an issue. <laughs> it might be. It sounds like it might become an issue, Foo. Um, but anyway, so that's happening. And, you know, the, the real reason this is happening is because that's where the most bar activity goes down where you know if you're in a bar you're not gonna have a mask on to drink your drink and if you're standing around a bunch of other people and getting drunk there's a lot of close talking happening yeah and you know what pisses me off about the governor of california is that he doesn't just say stuff like that it just kind kind of comes down as him saying i want you to do this now do it and fuck off and now you got your people who pretend to be rebels and you know and want to get into it. Ooh, he's a rebel too. Yeah, I know. He goes to Hawaii and has well, parties. No, well, no, he also went out to he went out to like a big group, uh, twelve person group dinner, and they were being so loud yeah. they had to close the doors because they were bothering people. So they fucking enclosed all twelve of them. So okay. he's not being a very good leader, and you know, Ooh, setting he, an example. Well, you know, everybody. keep in mind this is not a political show, so just you know, it's we're talking pandemic. Wash your hands. Keep your mask. Just on. don't be like the governor and go to a twelve. 12- 12 member party foo yeah yeah that's what we're saying yeah <laughs> log on to your xbox or your playstation or your pc but yeah uh nevertheless uh what i've been trying to say is that he's not really leading by example which is very important that everybody wear their masks don't go you know next to other people you've heard it before you don't need to hear from the fucking foo bar show but it's uh it's going to lead into our next segment uh steph you got a health and such for us today that's right all right 
what you got? All right. Finally, some fucking good news is starting to come out of this pandemic. So there's three companies. Mm-hmm. Pfizer, partnered with a German company called BioNTech, um, are the front runners for the first coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and Moderna is the second. Minerva. Such Minerva. Moderna? <laughs> Moderna. Moderna is, is the company, right? Moderna. It just sounds like Minerva, which is one of the Inspector Space Time. Never, <laughs> sure. never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Whatever you say. Don't worry about Inspector it. Inspector Space Time? From Community? Uh, ah, yes, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Anyway, Pfizer and BioNTech uh, requested emergency FDA approval on Friday, November 20th. Mm-hmm. If and when that gets approved, uh, distribution and phase one of vaccine uh will be will start december the second week of december okay so the first phase is all healthcare workers and uh high-risk populations that live in a group setting so mm-hmm. people that live pretty much in nursing home and right things like that mm-hmm. uh so i'm hoping that that goes through right oh, away wait. uh pfizer and bio and uh techs vaccine is a two-part vaccine so you have to wait I think it's approximately 28 days with in between each dose. So, so like the second one's kind of like a booster shot or? It's like it's part the, because the vaccine is so volatile, they couldn't put everything into one dose. Uh-huh. And the thing about Pfizer's uh, vaccine is that it has to be stored at a sub-zero temperature. And that's why it's so hard to transport. Uh, because if it gets too warm, it becomes mm. ineffective. But Moderna has a vaccine that is good at like a, a little bit warmer temperatures. Uh-huh. So long term for vaccines, Moderna might be the one to go with because it can survive at higher temperatures. It's easier to transport and yeah. distribute. Moderna yes. would so both vaccines would need like a two installment type of Ma- thing, like you're talking about, or just one of them. So Pfizer and BioNTech's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, vaccine is a two dose one. I think Moderna is only one. Ah, interesting. So, but they're they're not the only companies competing, but they're the top two right now. Yeah. Um, that are most likely going to get FDA approval and just start distributing the vaccine. So, BioNTech and Pfizer can do fifty million doses as soon as they get the approval, and so that would be distributed um, in America. And they're going to also request distribution to Australia, United Kingdom, parts of Europe. Um, so right now it's just slated for America because um, it's FDA. Right, because it's approval. It's yeah. coming from us. Yeah. So we might as well have it first. Um, USA. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, you know, stocks for Moderna are a little higher for than Pfizer because mm-hmm. I was checking it out. I'm just like, oh, should we start buying stocks? Moderna is at like over $90 a share. Jeez. And Pfizer is like about 35 36 right now. Uh-huh. I'm just like, oh. Before it starts growing and blowing up, yeah, I mean... Let's just throw a grand in there. Get some. <laughs> right? So that's oh, fucking finally some good news. Now, this is affecting you personally too, right? Yes. Yeah, since I work in the healthcare field, yeah. I will, you know, be part of phase one. Um, and a lot of people are freaking out about the vaccine. There's a lot of hesitation. I'm hearing from what would normally be somebody who would be for something like this, which yes. I don't think anybody's against it, but there is some like, 
We've never had a vaccine, an important vaccine such as the one that they've created for COVID-19 to come out so fast, you know, or to have been created so quickly. Right. Yeah. Because, well, if you think about it, technology is improving, which is why we were able to do it so fast. And not only that, but the first SARS outbreak Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago, um, we had pretty much the backbone for vaccine then. Mm-hmm. So some of the top companies just took that and then started running like a with template? it. Yeah, it's almost like a okay. template. So they almost created a vaccine for it. Yeah, but a lot of vaccine for um, small, small epidemics, pandemics like that don't get finalized because the pandemic goes away mm. before they're even able to finish the vaccine. But in this case, it's sticking around and it's not going to go away. And clearly, and yeah, it's just. And it's just one of those things where the vaccine is the only way to go, especially if we're trying to achieve herd immunity. Because mm. if you think about it, in let's just say like the USA alone, it's about, or just worldwide, it's about 2% of the population is infected. In order to achieve herd immunity, you need 60 to 80% uh, vaccinated. But we don't want exposed. that, Jeff. We don't. You, yes, we do. Herd immunity. We want herd immunity with vaccination. Done the right oh, with way. With vaccination. Yeah, okay. Done the right way. Because I'm scared there for a second. Herd immunity through the natural way. No, you're gonna wipe out entire population. Yeah, yeah. It'll, yeah, it's a big blow to the fucking everything. Yeah. I mean, the Earth is still gonna keep spinning. So it's just like, do we want to continue spinning with it? So right. that's <laughs> that's one way to put it. That's when you look at the vax. When you look at the overall. History of vaccines. A lot of people are afraid of like, oh, well, it's going to give me this. It's going to give me that. It's like if you look at the overall history of vaccines, there are no long term effects, right? If you're going to get something from a vaccine, it's going to be short term or you're going to just die. So, okay. No, I'm serious. Like, I know, I know. Yeah. If you're part of that small percentage, yes, very small percentage. It's, it's I mean, what the, the fuck's wrong with the you? ends justify the means, right? When it comes down to something like this, at, well, we all need to eat hamburger, right? At this point, the benefits outweigh the risk for a vaccine. Yeah. So it's either you take your chances without a vaccine with the coronavirus, or you take the you take the vaccine. You, sometimes right? you kind of you got to cut a finger to save the hand. Foo. Cut off your finger? Not mine a finger whose finger do we need to cut off to beat this fucking virus to (laughs) i don't know a couple thousand people probably all right josh volunteer so it's like (laughs) (laughs) so so you're trying to get at we need to do it in phases no no no. that's only the companies oh they're Uh, doing it in phases they gotcha pfizer and BioNTech. Their vaccine is a two-dose vaccine, mm-hmm. um, only because the um, genetic material is so volatile that they need to do it in two doses. Mm. Dang, they're gonna fuck up our and RNA. That, and no, what it's not gonna th- fuck up your RNA. What are you doing? You said what? your genetic um, something or other. Okay, so <laughs> let me explain the way the vaccines work. So they take genetic material from the virus, right? It's inert. It's not going to come to life and start killing you from the inside. So it's like it Attack on work. Titan with the spinal flu. <laughs> oh, God Because that's what they do, right? <laughs> You're an idiot, dude. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway, so they take the inert <laughs> genetic material to the vi- from the virus. And then you um, turn into a Titan. And then you turn into a Titan. 
According to but, you, but you know what? That's some fool logic right there. Once you turn to the Titan, you know you just become human again. I clearly understand now with these yeah. metaphors. Yeah. Yeah. You see? You're you're all still gonna be human. Okay. With a little well, added benefit of being a Titan. Of being a Titan. Mm. So But Do you want to be a Titan is the question. No. Uh, so how do we enforce this vaccine stuff? Who do we gotta kill? I mean, who do we gotta Who do we gotta talk to yeah. about this? Because I know a lot of people aren't going to be down, and I'll be honest, I'll be scared of the first round of vaccine trials. It's not an Xbox foo. Right. The, the, it's not like they're going to manufacture it any differently. I guess you're right, man. So if they fuck up, they just fuck up. They'll have to kind of start over in a way so from, right, a, from a certain extent. So if you think, if you think about it like gaming-wise, like right, if something breaks, you just put a patch on it. They literally send you a patch. And you download it and it fixes it. Hmm. Oh, this bug. There's a bug in the system. Let's put a patch in it. Mm-hmm. Boom. Fix. Right. I wish they would just handle the virus that way. Mm. Well, we're trying to. That's what's happening. Uh, I wish they would have done that from the beginning. God damn. I'm sure they were trying, man. Because yeah. this is this is like from the SAR, a SARS variation, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This mm. is uh, in the same family. It is literally SAR, a SARS virus. Hmm. Uh, the general. So I talked about phase one with the healthcare workers, first oh, responders, right. uh-huh. yes. and high vulnerable populations. Yes. Phase two, for the general population, will begin in the second quarter of next year. So springtime. Yeah. Pretty much. So long, like realistically, it's going to take till the end of 2021 for everybody to have the opportunity to get the vaccine. Which is what they, they were saying in the first place, like back in March and April and May. Yeah, because not only do they have to bottle it, they have to store it in the sub-zero temperatures, so which not a lot of, there's not a lot of room for that. And maintain it at that temperature yes. while you're trying to transport it, yes. which is not, it's not easy. So essentially, I was reading up on online, um, and once the Pfizer vaccine gets distributed, they have two days to uh inoculate whoever wants the vaccine so you have a two-day window mm-hmm. otherwise the vaccine goes inert and then doesn't oh, work shit that's once it's distributed that's... to the locations so if, if they don't have the sub-zero temperature oh, okay or, uh, i was gonna freezer. be like damn so they have to like give the vaccine in two days they gotta get on it yeah well, i mean they should but like you're saying well, I think logistics is the toughest part because not everywhere has this. Yeah. And that's that's what I Damn. that's what I mentioned earlier earlier which is like the Moderna one seems mm. to be better long term because it can survive at warmer temperatures. Mm. So you're not you don't necessarily need a sub-zero. It's like a chocolate dude. Freezer. You're going to leave it if you leave it on, it's going to melt if you leave it on the counter. Right. So you got to leave it in the cupboard. Right. Or sometimes in the fridge. <laughs> right. Well, if you leave it in the fridge it gets that like it that white that white filmy kind of, like it doesn't hurt you but you know how like chocolate turns white when you turn it into when you put it in the fridge for a little bit do you know what that is uh isn't that just tell us steph yeah what is we it, dying to know it's the chocolate fat it's the milk fat oh, oh getting gross, out, yeah going outside yeah it goes outside oh. gross dude all right well hey uh, is that gonna do for health and such there steph um yeah so the vaccine just really you know get your fares in order and 
The I like get I said, your affairs <laughs> in order. <laughs> Go to legalzoom.com. <laughs> turns into a legal zoom commercial. No, the longest legal get, zoom commercial getting, there is. Getting your affairs in order. Let's start by going to legalzoom.com. Legalzoom.com does not endorse getting your affairs in order. <laughs> oh, wow, you you've really worked on that. I did it. I was just on the fly. Um, like I said, the benefits outweigh the risk at this point, and it's just like. It's up to you to take the vaccine. It's not going to be mandatory that people get the vaccine because, I mean, there's just going to be a lot of people. But you'll get your ass kicked if you don't. Just putting it's, it out it's there. It's going to be highly frowned upon if you don't want it. It's yeah. just like not wearing a mask in public. It's like, really, dude? I mean, come on. But you know what? There's a lot of people out there who don't get no fucks about that. Yeah, yeah. I know. People like in Orange County tonight at 10.01 p.m. And <laughs> that's why we don't associate with these people. Right. Because we're getting a Rona. We gotta go dinner, Foos. No, we don't. No. La- last night to go dinner. Uh, no. No. Good. Fine. Fuck no. you guys then. Uh, by the way, um, you mentioned before we started the show that there might be some like side effects uh, of, of getting these. And I'm, talking, I'm not talking about death, but like at like for a day, you'll feel like you're hungover. Oh, yeah. That's one of the. Um, so there were like almost 45,000 um, participants in the studies. Mm-hmm. And the biggest side effect was like a hangover side effect, like nausea, headache. You don't really feel good. Um, Light but bothers that, you. Yeah, that was it, though. And it lasted maybe a day mm-hmm. or two. So that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Start craving blood. Like, and then like... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Just Imagine. Things just start getting longer. It's like... Oh, We've seen this blood. in many movies. I've dude. seen this movie before. <laughs> I have. I really have. Um, yeah. So no. you turn into a vampire. And like, Yeah. Like, the effects of the vaccine have been very short term, like I've said. Okay. Long term effects, there's... There's none reported so far. Okay. So, um, oh, and the CDC um, is going to have like an app for anybody that gets the vaccine to report their side effects so that we can keep continuing with the reporting okay. um, for the larger population. Right. So they, you know, you can be, um, you can hold yourself accountable. It's like, okay. Can Facebook just like listen in to our conversations? <laughs> they and, might already be doing uh, that. That's true. Why well, you got to shut NSA. down this vaccine? <laughs> I'm not shutting it down. I want to do it. Yeah, I'm taking it. I don't want the I CDC to track my location, though, Steph. Dick, there are, somebody is. You have a fucking iPhone on you at all times. Right. That's tracking if you have you. a smartphone, you're paying for the convenience of all the ads by them listening to you. So yeah. just relax, dude. It's happening already. Like, relax. Just fucking, re- fucking relax. But I bleed red, white, and blue. For Shut the oh, blue. my God. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Now, before we go into geeking out, I uh, because we just finished talking about the Moderna, I wanted to also bring up that, have you guys heard that Dolly Parton <laughs> donated like a million dollars to Moderna so that they can help to help like get this going and, and figure out what the, what the vaccine is going to be? No way. Dolly Parton, yeah. dude. And uh, you know what's even funnier about that? Because everybody knows it's, mm-hmm. it's obvious that Dolly Parton's pretty awesome and mm-hmm. she's very, she's a very nice and giving person. Apparently, it, it turns out that she learned that she funded the Moderna COVID-19 vaccines like right when the rest of us did. 
So it must have been that like she she invested this money or donated this money inadvertently in a way. So uh, huh? yeah, so I'm on CNN.com and um, not a news podcast. What? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? Huh? It has to do with the music man. Okay. Okay. Stella Parton. <laughs> Well, she said that she found out that her donation contributed to the vaccine trial on back on back Tuesday morning when uh, she was talking to a show on the BBC. Uh, out of nowhere, they get this donation from Dolly Parton, who apparently what she she had donated it to like a friend of hers who was a doctor working on the project, and uh, and she donated it in her friend's name. Mm-hmm. So her friend is the one who kind of like got the credit for it, but her friend's also the one that said, "Yeah, Dolly gave me the money." Uh, yeah so it was it was awesome when we all found out and apparently she didn't know that it was that that she was just thinking she was helping her friend Mm -hmm. with a a really important you know uh, medical project that she was working on and it ended up being a project that ended up really really helping the process in the moderna creation of the vaccine so fucking dolly right vaccine 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 Gay Dean Foo. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to just talk about Dolly real quick. Thanks, but any, but Dolly. Thanks, Dolly. She's a gem. She's, she's a, she's a Dolly doll foo. <laughs> Let's no. get into the fucking geeking out, shall we? Wonder Woman 1984. We thought it would never come to fruition, foo. Oh, how wrong we were. Foo. Oh man, it has. It's been a. It's been a minute, dude. When the, when was this movie supposed to come out? Do you remember? Uh, it was originally supposed to come out in November this year, I think. No, it was in July. It was something Wait, like what? summertime. Yeah. yeah, we went. We should have already seen this movie, foo. I and then you know what, man? It's just been pushed back several times. Like all movie, like all major Everything, film movies, everything's been pushed back. Um, well, Tenet got released, and and one of the things about Tenet was that um, it didn't do that great considering the pandemic. You know, they released it in theaters, but it just didn't do great. It failed to reignite like the movie going experience. And Black Widow's just straight been pushed out of the year. Yeah. We were supposed to have Eternals. Mm-hmm. Everything got pushed back a year. Yeah, I mean, they really dropped the ball. With not putting it in drive-ins, I, think I don't so. think it would. I don't think it would have done well at drive-ins, and the drive-ins probably cost more money because they have the they have the agreements with the theaters already. Yeah. Uh, well, who knows, man? Amazing. What could have happened? But 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 still, you know, we're finally getting it Christmas Day on HBO Max, and I mean Warner Brothers owns HBO, so it's just like, well, if we can't get this movie out, let's get it on HBO Max, man. Like just get it out of there, and then they're when whenever when everything's safe and ready to go, I'm sure all these theaters are just going to be releasing these movies that should have been out. It's going to be like this huge load being blown. I think they said some movies are considering canceling <clears throat> production altogether. Yeah, until everything's ready to go. Yeah, ah man, that's that's a goddamn shame. I mean, I mean what are you going to do? Like, right? do you think Black Widow's really going to release in May? Well, it's it's done now. Well, right? but but the reason it's not is because movie theaters, uh, they were the most restrictive. 
they were starting to opening up again and now that we're back to the tier it's like okay no movie theaters again yeah it's which really is why wonder what plus no they're gonna do the milan treatment they're gonna be like pay us 40 dollars and you think so yeah. No, because what I'm, I'm what I'm reading right here is that they're looking at it from a big picture kind of perspective, where they're going to make less money for the greater good of building HBO Max. Is one of the quotes that I see here um, for Wonder Woman. For Wonder, we were Woman. talking about Black Widow. Fu. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't. Well, because um, WandaVision got pushed out to January. Did you hear? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's not going to come in December. Damn. Which is smart by Disney's side. And again, I don't know if they're going to take the leap. Mm-hmm. Like HBO Max has a good reason to release Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because they got all this DC shit planned on HD, HBO Max. So why not just go, fuck it, we're going to give you guys a fucking treat. Yeah. You know how much people are going to be like, fuck yeah. Three three months of HBO Max would have been three tickets for my family to go see fucking Wonder Woman. So right. Have nonstop HBO Max. By the way, you can watch Godzilla on HBO Max. <laughs> all, the, all the Godzillas we've most of the Godzilla's of that them. we've been talking about on the uh, I think uh, let's not get sidetracked food. There's a podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk about the next episode. All right, go ahead. We could. But uh I think I don't know if the Black Widow's gonna do it. Like go to Disney Plus. You think they'll do it like with if another surcharge? It, and well, I think they they might be standing by to wait to see how Wonder Woman eighty four is received. Uh, maybe even commercially, because I mean, there's only HBO. There's only so many people who would like to subscribe to HBO to begin with. Um, there's no tier system, so it's just that you know what is it, fifteen bucks a month? Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. It's eleven ninety nine. If you sign up for a special food. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Um, and a lot of people already had HBO, so because mm-hmm. they had, just they just did like a what a rebrand. Yeah, that's HBO all it Max. was. Yeah, uh, except if you if you have it like on your cable provider, it's the HBO that you all know and love. It might not have the the additions of HBO Max. That that has to come from the app. It's because but like you have access to the app if you have HBO. They HBO kind of fucked up by saying we're gonna have HBO Go and HBO Now. And HBO Now was really the mobile app, yeah. and everyone was downloading HBO Go, mm. and you can't use HBO Go on subscription only. It was it's a little sloppy the way they went about all. Yeah, this, so yeah. HBO Max is like the end game for them, right? And it just it's working. Yeah, just they're not getting the word out that if you have HBO on your service provider, you already have HBO Max. It's just that everything else that HBO Max has has to come from the app, not the channel. Yes. Yes. That's right, Foo. Right. That's a little bit better way of of them rolling out their content. But they're not. It, people are confused, is what I'm saying. Again, it was way more confusing with with the two separate apps. Yeah. Now it's just one. Yeah. So I had now, I believe, right? Yeah, it was I now. HBO and I think, now. Uh, yeah, I think you also had Go though Did downloaded. I? That's why. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it stopped working. Right. Um, well, that's why it's like it. fucking HBO. Like, get your shit together. But hopefully now, you know, especially uh, with Wonder Woman 84 coming out on Christmas, there's going to be more people gravitating towards that. I mean, uh, at least for the first month, because, you know, the movie itself is worth the $15, at least just for the one month that people might end up subscribing to. Mm -hmm. And they'll likely stick around because all the other uh, DC movies will be on there along with all the other Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah. 
But uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about, Foos, is that not only did we get that news, not only did we get a new Mando episode that came out uh, on Friday, we also got a new Animaniacs on Hulu. Did you end up checking that out, Foo? I, I haven't, Foo. I haven't had a chance to yet, but, uh, but Animaniacs is back, in case you all didn't know. That, I'm excited for that. Remember that promo that I Foo, showed they're, you? They're that, zany that, to the max, Foo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, remember the, what, that, the, the Jurassic Park the Jurassic thing? Park spoof that they did, um, and what was it where instead of uh, instead of saying we got a T Rex, we got a what? We got a pinky on the brain. Yeah, you got a pinky in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> and then he collapsed to the floor. Uh, I can't wait to check that out. So uh, probably after this um, this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check that out on Hulu. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, Foo, on Geeking Out is that Deadpool 3 has been greenlit for uh, the next movie, but coming from the Marvel Studios. So it's actually going to be a part of the MCU now. Well, did you see, what was it, a few weeks ago? I don't think the FUBAR show discussed, but Mm. uh, Disney Plus or Disney made Ryan Reynolds their highest paid actor. Sick. Since, uh, yeah, uh, he's now Disney's highest paid actor crazy so they're gonna they're gonna build up the fucking deadpool universe bro it's and and you know what um i know that we've established that okay that's happening who knows who the villain or the adversary is going to be in this one it's going to be funny that's for sure do you think that they'll um you think that they'll nerf it because uh, you know obviously deadpool became so successful because of its r rating and you know the liberties that they were afforded with that r rating mm-hmm. what do you think you think they're gonna allow the r rating for disney i don't think they will i don't think they are but i think they disney's pretty good at doing a lot of tongue-to-cheek stuff where it's just like you know what they mean but they're not actually saying it mm-hmm. you see it all over the pixar movies um, but I don't know. Who knows? I, it, that doesn't mean it can't still be funny. It's, it was just cool to watch a freaking uh, a superhero just start c- cursing up a storm. It's, it's not only that. It's like all the like the blood and guts and oh, right. no fucks given. <laughs> yeah. And all the sexual windows. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, we saw his dick in the first one, didn't we? <laughs> kind of a, yeah, sh- a yeah, shadowy we did. dick. Yeah, we did. When he shadowy was all dick was a great crispy. brand, by the way. Yeah. When he got all crispy. Uh, but uh, the reason I also bring up Deadpool 3 is because there's speculation now that this is really the only good way that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine can also appear in the MCU. If you guys remember that Hugh, Jackman, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine comes out as a little cameo in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Deadpool establishes that this is the, this is the Wolverine that we have and this is, this is the one and only Wolverine that we'll have. Do you think that he'll make an appearance in the MCU? Mm. Hugh Jackman did once say that he will only appear in the MCU if he's allowed to, only if the X-Men are, are in the MCU. So, I mean, that's been granted. Deadpool is a part of the X-Men universe. So now, you know, I think that that's the only way that we're actually going to see him in there. Mm-hmm. I know that we saw him die in Logan, but that was a time jump, too. That was like later on in the years. Yeah, that was yeah. when Professor X... And Logan were older. His and their powers a, were degenerating. Yeah, and time had passed because all the mutants had been like sought out and killed. Yeah, it's it hasn't been a good they, few years for the mutants. They released a virus to kill all the mutants. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Holy shit, son! Yeah, rewatch it. They explain it. It's like the Tom Clancy movie, Foos. Mm. Russia's gonna invade Georgia. Foos. You know, I really would love <laughs> to see a Deadpool Spider-Man 
crossover because there's a comic Deadpool Spider Man. And they just it's just uh it's like an but, but it's like the two comic reliefs together in one. The best of both worlds. Yeah, but it's how, like a Reese's peanut butter cup of comics. Yes. Two it, great tastes that go great together. <laughs> I don't think they can do that. Uh, that uh, okay. It's a fantastic idea. I agree with you. That's a love triangle right there. You got you got MCU, you got Sony, and now you got uh, what's their nose? Fox. Uh, Fox uh, is under. Oh yeah, Disney. no. I, I, that's but all did we got. you know that they? Um, that's right. Did you know that uh, Fox kept or Disney kept like the X Men movies? They're going to continue to um, uh, air them under the 20th Century Films. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh dope. Yeah. All right. Um, I I really want Spider Man Deadpool to happen, Steph. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we got what Tom Holland for one last contract. I mean, it can't be extended. I mean, the guy loves doing Spider Man. Well, that was a big part of their uh, their you know the issue pretty much. But that's just to get the wheels rolling, man. I mean, you, you can only ask for so much, and then you know they'll cross that bridge when they come to it again if they want to keep making these movies. The dude is young. Tom Holland is young, and not oh, yeah. only that, he he loves doing it. It's it's evident that he loves doing the, these these freaking movies. Yeah, um, he's a really good portrayal of Peter Parker as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the talks will continue to keep him on. But one of the interesting things that I want to see is Spider Man with Wolverine, as because that's also a storyline. Did you say Wolverine? Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine is the <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine food. Wolverine. Volvo in the fucking claws. <laughs> com- vul- okay, well, I guess a Volvo. <laughs> Make it a comic, stupid. someone. Make it a comic. Volvo's fucking part of the. It's a Transformer. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I have. A little bit of news Uh-oh. that was kind of misleading when I heard it. Okay, but um, X Men and Transformers are having a team up. Foo, wow. really? They're gonna have a crossover. Um, apparently, well, I'll just you know why? Why wait? Let's just talk about it. Okay, uh, I was underwhelmed when I actually heard it, so I want your guys' reaction. Um, Let's hear it. The what is it called? Their Quinjet, the X Men. No, that's the Avengers, right? The Avengers, I don't even know what the jet is. The jet is... The so X-Plane. The X-Plane is a Transformer. Know. Oh. Oh. That black jet. Yeah. It's a Transformer. <laughs> and that's huh. how they lead into that's, the, the storyline? Yeah. Well, there's no comic. That's just it. They're making a toy. Oh. But everyone's hoping this could inspire a crossover or of some of sorts. You know, it, it's, it's possible. Just like... um. Did you know that the Avengers teamed up to fight against Godzilla in a comic book? The fuck out of here. And Derpy won, right? Because if he didn't, fuck Marvel. Uh, fucking <laughs> no, because the Avengers won. Huh. I think it was like a two-part comic. And they went up against Derp Face McGee. And- <laughs> He's Scottish? Derp McNerp, foo. <laughs> That's the Loch Ness, isn't it? Mr. McGee. <laughs> Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mr. McGee, we are waiting for you. <laughs> but yeah, there's a comic. If you look it up, then you can see like Dirt Face like, and then the Avengers <laughs> just. <laughs> okay. No, uh, yeah. I, I, I need to see this movie or read this comic. I mean, uh, it better be a movie. Do you know who won? No, come on. Please tell me. No, us. I don't know who won. Shit. I literally just saw the cover. Come on. Really? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Google it. I don't know. 
Well, anyway, I'm hoping that Hugh Jackman at least considers and they consider asking him to be a little cameo, even if it's tongue in cheek, even if they already have like another Wolverine coming up. And, you know, we got a Doctor Strange movie that's going to introduce a multiverse or multidimensional MCU. So dang, they can bring in the X-Men that way. I've said it before. Illuminati. And 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 the Spider-Verse is, you know, that obviously it, it proves that there's a multiverse as well in the MCU. That's right, mm-hmm. Fool. So there's a whole tons of possibilities that they can do with this. DC is not even being shy about using that concept already to kind of apologetically still validate all the rest of the other shit that they've come out with the, the, in the last I mean, they're gonna years. They're going to try, Fool. They're going to try. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, that's all I got for the... The geek and out and yeah, such. You, you want to talk about anything else? Well, Foo? I was really underwhelmed when I heard it was just a toy. <laughs> I really hope that. <laughs> I really hope that it inspires a comic series or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least like a, you know how like they did that movie with uh, Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, if they did something cool like that, just Some, for, for shits and or giggles, something fun like that, right? Yeah. I think so. I'd be a big fan of that, Foo. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, man. Yeah. Be cool. Nerd! Well, let's move on to the joint report, Foo. Are you on weed? Give me some. I'll smoke you two under the table. Josh Kesselman, Foo. Do you know who Josh Kesselman is? I do not, Foo. Josh Kesselman is the... Um, he's the proprietor of Raw papers ah uh, i didn't know that was his He's last the name. founder and ceo of raw papers and he has this thing on uh, he has a channel or uh, he has an account on instagram called rock and roll and that's r-a-w-k and roll and he he's hilarious funny guy he's a really fucking funny guy and um he, he is he hilarious or just the way he talks is hilarious uh the oh. way he talks his mannerisms are funny and enjoyable. So and both, 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 motherfucker. And um, he actually uh, came out with a video, a two-minute video that I want to show you guys. That is uh, talking about the importance of keeping your bong clean at all times. So, uh, here, let me uh, go ahead and. Well, foo, let's take a look. Let's see take here, a look, foo. see foo. Here we go. Dirty bong? Hell no, dude. Not only is it gross, but it's actually dangerous, which is why today I'm gonna teach you and Eric pipe safety, the dangers of a dirty bong, and how you can easily protect yourself. Okay, first of all, ice cubes. Ice cubes are a great singer, but don't put ice cubes in your bong. They can release a white vapor, which can cause strain and stress on your lungs and potentially lead to a lung infection. So no ice cubes, all right? Dirty water in your bong. It can contain mold spores, mildew, bacteria, and it causes the Petri dish effect, which is basically you put your bong down, and it starts growing things inside of it like a Petri dish. It causes a strong biofilm, which Dr. Karuba wrote for High Times. You really have to be aware of that biofilm. It can lead to strep, pneumonia, pulmonary symptoms, and diarrhea, clap, clap, clap. <laughs> and the average and cannabis clap. pipe, according to this study, is 50% dirtier than a public toilet. 50% dirtier than a public toilet, man. So what can you do to protect yourself? It's actually really easy. Clean it more, man. Dump your water at the end of each sesh, clean it more, and wipe before use. Now speaking about wiping before use, the ideal way is to use an alcohol swab, wipe the top of the bong, let it dry for a minute, then hit it. But often we're out on the road, right? Here's what you can do. Use your t-shirt, pull your shirt out a little bit and wipe the top of the bong. This alone can reduce bacteria by as much as 80%. 80%, man, I might've just saved your ass right there. 
Now also, alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. If you have a glass bong, please clean it all the time with alcohol. If you can't get ISO, you can use grain. It's okay, man. And then when you're done with all this and it's dried and put in storage, cover it when you store it, man. I don't want dust getting in there and then you put water in, you end up hitting the dust. And that's not good, man. And the last things are solutions. There's some solutions you can pour in there to try to prevent the biofilm from forming. In fact, I bet you didn't know this, but I made a product called Water Pipe Fresh back in 1999 to try to prevent this biofilm. I can bring it back for you if you want, but dude, I'm really more into rolling. <laughs> and the last thing is mouthpieces. Yes, mouthpieces are great. You put them right on top, and then all you have to do later on is keep cleaning the mouthpiece. Guys, listen, I love you. I'm trying to protect you. Smoke clean, stay fit, and let's smoke the fuck out. <laughs> do you want to hit the off? fuck out, foo. Dang, foo. So I guess all them years we were just beating the fucking pulmonary symptoms i did all of these things yeah you know, we've we've used the ice to make you know the hit a little bit more nice and not as hot because you know when you get a hot dab rip uh, it tends to hurt your lungs a little bit apparently we weren't doing ourselves apparently, any apparently we were getting hurt by the ice foo yeah damn how's that for irony foo yeah now now i recently got a new bong that um the mouthpiece portion itself is filled with this glycerin uh, material where i put it in the fridge for an extended amount of time just pretty much throughout the morning and and when i when, when you hit it and you put it on the bong it, it hits pretty nice it's pretty fresh th that way the water doesn't even have to go through that shit it just right. keeps the shaft no cold. ice necessary and it makes the it makes a great difference to have something to cool off the smoke you know as it goes to you and you're being healthy food look at that i know man you're ahead of your time foo i know I clean know. your bongs that's right clean them clean them <laughs> heard that josh <laughs> yeah just kidding he has one of yours too <sighs> courtesy of me foo all right cool man cool well, well that's gonna do it for the old joint report here foo smoke weed every day all right well let's get it on with the sports we got a lot of sports to talk about oh Well, Foo, if you haven't heard, Foo, there's been a lot of business going down in the NBA. That's right. And I don't know if you saw, Foo, but we got the NBA draft, Foo. We, yep. had, we had the draft the other day. I don't watch it, but I hear the results from it. Um, This was a not fantastic draft. Mm -hmm. uh, so I might just talk about the top picks, maybe the top 10. Okay. And the Lakers actually... They came up. They came up by trading away one of their draft picks, so they did not participate mm -hmm. in the NBA draft, Foo. So, um, number one, everyone everyone saw it coming, Foo. Anthony Edwards got drafted by the T-Wolves. And, you know, guess what this guy had to say on his fucking um, draft interview what or when he was getting scouted? What did he say? Because uh, they they interview all the guys as part of, like, a rank, rank them and uh -huh. you know, see where their mindset's at, see how intelligent intelligible they are and you know just where their heads at right this guy said i'm not really into basketball that much if i were to be drafted by the nfl i would leave wow <laughs> and he went number one overall foo wow and he doesn't really have any prospects in the nfl currently no. right no what the fuck but he what a dick many people thought that he was trying to play it that way uh -huh. so the timberwolves didn't draft him uh -huh. but they still fucking drafted him of course he's number one they're gonna go for it yeah so everyone thought that might have been a uh kind of a signal to like all right i'm gonna play stupid so i can fall in the draft yeah which it does affect the amount of money they receive so he really must not have wanted to go to minnesota and 
I mean, it's cold there eight out of the 12 months of the year. Yeah. So I don't blame him. But he got drafted by the T-Wolves, who he is the top prospect in the nation. No one was surprised. And the Golden State Warriors actually drafted James Wiseman, who many people, with their number two pick, Mm -hmm. and many people thought he's actually the better prospect than the number one pick. Why is that? Um, He's just got better potential, and he... He's built more like a LeBron type of player, uh-huh. KD type of player. Oh. Just like slend, uh, tall, slender, um, athletic, and play multiple positions. But still very robust. Yes. Yeah. Like that freight train LeBron. Right. And then Foo, our boy LeVar Ball. Yeah, that's he, right. He told us, Foo. He told <laughs> us everything. Lamelo <laughs> went number three, Foo. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys knew when early Wednesday afternoon, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan gave the Hornets the okay to draft LaMelo Ball. Yeah. And sure enough, the next day they draft LaMelo Ball. Um, damn, joke's on us, foo. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, both the Ball brothers are are in the NBA. Yeah. And didn't they didn't they like set a record I don't know, I want to call it a record these were the first two brothers the f- first ever something. drafted in the top five in the top five top three because they're both Lonzo yeah. was number two that's right and then they're fucking the mid level the mid the second eldest brother the middle child uh-huh. uh, he's like in the NBA like a uh, G League oh uh, okay <laughs> he's in the developmental so league in, he didn't in quite way. he didn't quite pan out but LeVar's right they're all in the NBA somehow yeah that's true yeah Fucking guy. Um, everyone everyone went online being like, all right, so because Jordan owns the is owner of the Hornets, partial yeah. owner. Uh-huh. So everyone's like, all right, is Jordan going to play Le- LeVar Baldwin on one finally? Finally, because he, hasn't he been talking shit about Jordan this whole time? <laughs> yeah. How we can kill him like on the basketball court? And then uh, a reporter was actually interviewing LaMelo Ball and was like, all right, man, so tell us, can your dad beat Michael Jordan? And he's like, I think everyone knows the answer to that. <laughs> so what is the answer? Well, that's it. He dropped his mic after that. Foo. Oh, what a dick. I know. He knows how to play it, foo. Um, those were the yeah, top- that's a pay-per-view I'm willing to pay for. I would I would pay for it. Yeah. And I hope Jordan just wrecks his ass. <laughs> um I don't I, Jordan's not in shape as like he was back then. Okay, look at Mike Tyson right now, though. That's true, but he's not Mike Tyson either. Yeah, that's true. I Mike guess. Tyson is more of a specimen than Jordan was, in my opinion. That's true. On their in their prime, Mike Tyson was a beast. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then LeBron is more reminiscent of Jordan. Yeah, like body frame style, and right? Just, g- just general. Well, foo, that was the top three NBA picks. Foo, mm-hmm. uh, Bulls went number four. Patrick Williams, Cavs went number five with Isaac Okoro. Oh, a local USC guy got drafted number six, Onyeka Ongoku, um, n- number seven to the Pistons, Killian Hayes. Obi Topin went to eight, the Knicks at number eight, and this guy is actually has the potential to be a top three talent in the draft. Uh-huh. Fell pretty far. Denji uh, Ajvita went number nine to the Wizards, and number 10, Jalen Smith. And you know what, man? They're all nobodies after that. Like I said, this wasn't a great draft. Yeah. Um, I even think the Hornets getting LaMelo Ball number three is a stretch, but I mean, what else could they do? Do you think they're nobodies because we haven't had any exposure to the NCAA, you know, with this whole year of us not being able to see anything? I would say we haven't had, we haven't been exposed to any prospects like we normally are. But the only thing that happened is they canceled the NCAA tournament. 
Mm. That's the only thing that's been sidelined. Well, like they didn't, they're not starting college basketball this month as planned. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's that. But I mean, short of the NCAA tournament, which, by the way, most of the guys who perform well in the tournament never pan out to be great NBA guys. Right. So yeah, there was there was there was lack of extra time to scout, but everyone already knew Wiseman and Edwards and Ball were going to be yeah the some of the better players and. I mean, pretty tough on the scouts to figure out the rest. When Bar when Ball was in the Lakers, he just wasn't so exciting, considering you know the money. And, it was and very the underwhelming, dude. Yeah, uh, he was still very green. He shouldn't have gone number two overall. He should have fell into the tens or the twenties. Yeah, because he's gonna. I mean, dude, he's he shows he's a really good player. He now that he's on New Orleans, qualities though, you know, and he's kind of a douche. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, just like his good old dad. Yeah. Well, they got to get it from somewhere. Yeah. Well, other NBA news, food, the Lake, the Lakers, food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers come up big in trades, but we actually lost a lot of players from our championship team, food. Yeah. Um, we traded Danny Green for Dennis Schroeder, which was a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave up the number eight, 28 pick in the draft as well. Danny Green almost fucked us. You know what, man? I think they made this trade for publicity. You think so? <laughs> One could argue that. Okay. I mean, fuck, dude. Well, you, you think it's a pretty even trade? No, we we totally we stole up. it. Uh, Dennis Schroeder was the runner-up to the sixth man of the year in the NBA. Ah. He was the he was uh, pretty much going to be the best sixth man in the NBA. And you know what the Lakers said, fool? They said, what? We only landed the second, the runner-up to the sixth man of the year? Let's just go sign the sixth man of the year. <laughs> And they signed Montres Harrell. Sick. He won the six man. Yeah. So they. Ex Clipper. Yeah, ex Clipper. Oh, the Clippers are pissed, dude. <laughs> yeah. I the bet. Clippers are pissed. I'm glad. This was a really good uh, signing for us. Yeah. But also, it increases the LA drama, man. It does. Yeah. It's the everything we want from it's the fun NBA. Fun to watch. Food. It's fun to watch. Uh, Patrick Beverly was pissed, dude. Yeah. Really pissed. Um, Excellent. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the Charlotte Hornets actually offered Montra, Montrez Harrell. Mm-hmm. They offered him more money, but he declined you to come to, come to the Lakers. Lakers. Of course, that's called. It's almost a guaranteed ring, man. Especially because we just want it to. Yeah. Um, and then we signed Wes Matthews um, on a one-year deal with the like for like three point six mil. So we got him at a cheap rate. Who's going to pretty much replace the Danny Green role? Uh, okay. Yeah, so we're good, dude. It's fine. Because Danny Green is going to make $15 mil a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn. We did lose Rondo. Rondo sent to like a tribute uh, Instagram message to uh, everyone. Where, where did we lose him to? Uh, he, he thanked the Lakers. Um, we were going to try to sign him for like 2.1 mil or something. Uh-huh. The Hawks offered him two two years, 15 mil. Good money. All right. So he went to the Hawks. All right. Dude, Dwight left. Oh, Dwight yeah? Howard. Where's he going? He's going to the Sixers, dude. Philadelphia oh, 76ers. What do you? How do you feel about that? How do you? How do you feel about losing Dwight? So we lost Dwight before we got Harold. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, "Fuck, dude, that's." Dwight brought it. Yeah, he did. Like during the season and during, I think the uh, the finals and the conference finals, uh, he brought it versus when the, when we were playing against the uh, the Nuggets, he wasn't that effective. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that was the conference finals. Excuse me. Um, he didn't bring it against the Nuggets, but he showed like in the semifinals and the finals that he was putting in work. I was kind of upset to lose him, but 
it's the LeBron effect, dude. Everyone that played with LeBron's getting sought after. Yeah. Um, Avery Bradley did not play in the bubble, um, but he was one of the reasons the Lakers like were had to question mark if we can make the finals again. Mm-hmm. He was that salt of a player. Well, we lost him uh, to the Miami Heat, foo. Actually, the team that we beat. Yeah. Uh, so the Heat's gonna Heat's gonna mean business this year, dude. Yeah. They're gonna be tough. They're gonna yeah. Well, and they got beef with us because we beat them. Yeah. Exactly. Just because. And, and then, one of their two of their guys were hurt, so. And then you got LeBron, who has history with the Heat. Right. I saw a meme uh, this morning that said uh, that the NBA has made all the right moves in just a matter of three years with LeBron than more so than the Cleveland um, Cavaliers did in, in 11 years. In 11 years with LeBron. Dude. It's like, wow, the, man. The trades we just did just cemented like, okay, yeah, we... Uh, yeah, we, we're going to the finals. <laughs> we're, the, we're the better organization, clearly. Yeah. I mean, LeBron wasted his time in Cleveland, unfortunately. Well, he wanted to give his hometown a, a title, and he did. He gave him 11 years, dude. He gave him 11 years, and he gave him a title. So what? He did right by them. Yeah, he did. He did. Now it's time to get that. He did get a little douchey in the eyes of many when he went to the heat for the first the time. The jersey burning, foo. That's where it started. <laughs> That's where it started, dude. Yeah. When LeBron went to Miami. That's true. Uh, but uh, whoever his PR guy was needed to get kicked in the balls for that one. Yeah, because I'm going to take my talents to fucking Miami. That old commercial that he did. Well, it wasn't a commercial. that They actually scheduled a half an hour TV show Jesus for that. Christ. Yeah, that was terrible. So unnecessary. It's like, why, why are we spotlighting this? This is just a waste of time. But whatever, you know, it, it, let's uh, let's ruin, let's ruin LeBron's career or at least cast doubt on it. While he's in Miami, it's like yeah, what the fuck craziness, dude. Well, there's been a ton of NBA shit going down. Fred Van Fleet, who helped the Raptors win the championship last year, mm-hmm. thought he was gonna leave because he he told um, the media, "I already won the championship. Now it's time to get paid." So yeah. everyone thought he was gonna dip, but Raptors paid him 20, oh, well, twenty one mil a year. Now, what do you know about the Raptors playing in this next season? Are they gonna? They can't come into the U.S. Are they gonna? Are they gonna play out of New York or something? I'm glad that you've said that, Foo, because uh-huh. we just got an announcement yesterday, oh, good. Friday morning. Uh-huh. The Toronto Raptors will actually be playing in Tampa Bay this year, Foo. Tampa, they're going way south. So not only did Gronk fo- Gronk follow Brady to Tampa Bay, but so did the whole a whole NBA organization. Foo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gronk. <laughs> fucking guy <laughs> yeah tampa bay huh yeah the tampa bay raptors foo okay i mean to be honest it's better weather for the raptors the, uh the animal la- large lizards probably thrive in tampa bay versus toronto so right and this makes sense dude this only makes sense you're frowning over there you didn't like that comment no it was it was pretty bad Okay. We're going to have raptor sightings in Tampa Bay, foo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not just gators, foo. Yep. As if it wasn't weird enough over there. Don't don't, don't start, Steph. All right? We we know shit's weird. Now you got there. Canadians in Florida? <laughs> oh, jeez. Maybe they'll help balance out the fucking imbalance in the state, dude. That's true. You never know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Clean it up, Florida. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no That's chance. an uphill battle for Florida. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Um, Gordon Hayward, in big news, left the Boston Celtics. Uh-huh. 
for 30 mil a year to sign with the uh, Charlotte Hornets. So, yeah, man, Michael Jordan's building up a squad, foo. Yeah. Um that was that was a big blow to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um Hayward was a really important piece that they thought was going to help him win a chip. Um Joe Harris resigned with the Nets. Everyone was looking to get Joe Harris. Uh, he's a really good three-point shooter. He's like 43% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. So almost get not many people are above 40%. So this guy's fucking money. So a lot of people are willing to pay him. The fucking Nets paid him 19 million a year for 5 years. Jesus. Um who else foo? Um, Don Danilo Gallinari went to the the Hawks. It's a really good European talent who's been averaging like 19 points a game mm-hmm. past few years. Um, De'Aaron Fox, the guy who the Lakers should have drafted instead of Alonzo, he just signed a 160 million dollar contract uh-huh. with the incentives to go to 190 million. Oh. So he's gonna make LeBron money. Jesus. We should have got we should have got him instead of Lonzo, dude. Yeah. He's really badass, dude. He's really badass. But you know, that was that was uh that was pre Palinka era foo. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to do. Um and like I said, there's a ton of shit going on in the NBA. There's too much to go over yeah. to cover everything. I mean we could, but uh just a lot of time to get through, man. No, yeah, for sure. I'm sure like uh, there's a lot of moving parts even still. Uh, it's not like the season started. And some very troubling news, Foo, to kind of close off the NBA free agency. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis has not committed to signing with the Lakers. He was scheduled to commit to them on Thursday, and he said no. What the fuck? Yeah, so everyone's kind of freaking he's being, out. He's being tapped on the shoulder or something? or Well, he's said several times he wants to play for the Bulls because he's from Chicago. Oh, shit. So everyone's panicking, but everyone's just like, dude, LeBron's agent, because they have the same agent, is just telling them, don't sign this year. Uh, don't sign the max contract this year. Just sign another two-year deal. Mm-hmm. It'll keep the Lakers honest. It'll keep LeBron honest. Yeah. And it'll make sure that like we don't just... You take away all the salary cap space right now. Mm-hmm. He could still get a big payday in one or two years, mm-hmm. like a huge payday, the max. So they're just so like strategy at this yeah, point. He's gonna sign with the Lakers, dude. So don't panic, everyone. This is just strategy. Smash cut to Monday morning. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> Davis Anthony Davis is signed, signed with, with the, the Bulls. Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So much for the solid team that we thought we had. I know, foo. <laughs> Those moves were needed then. Cause yeah, <laughs> if yeah, we don't get him back, yeah. I I firmly believe that we will get the um, we will get the AD. Uh, contract okay. sign it's just going to be another uh one-year deal with another player option yeah which lebron did those here those years with the heat and with the cleveland clavaliers mm-hmm. so it's just it, it is what it is dude um we're gonna get him though maybe for maybe, you say, man? maybe just for one or two more years though but at least we're gonna get him All right um so everyone in la just take a deep breath just chill the fuck he, out. He pretty much said he just wants to have Thanksgiving with his family, then make the announcement. Ah. Because all this stuff is... Pre- the announcement that he's going to the Bulls. To the Bulls? Fuck. <laughs> Shut up, man. Okay. Making me, making me nervous over I'm here. I'm saying you're pretty confident for my liking. Too confident for my liking. Make me nervous and sweaty, and we're not even doing a, a, a spicy challenge, foo. Yep. Um. So free agency, all the stuff I've... We've just heard all the news, NBA rumors, and deals, and signings. 
It's uh, all at least the signings of the free agents. They're not official till December first. Everything's just a green in principle. Mm-hmm. So AD is waiting until December first when you can announce, yeah, right. make everything like put the pen to the paper. Okay, all right. So all this stuff is premature, foo drama. I'll just jizzing Keep everywhere. You on your toes. Yeah, I mean that guy We're Harold talking about it. That guy Harold didn't have to announce he was going to the, the Lakers yet. Uh, okay. Could have strung the Clippers along. Yeah, well he said fuck it. Yeah. String them along, foo. Okay. So December 1st and foo, we're a month away. December uh, 22nd, NBA starts back up. Yep. Less than two months later, foos. Jeez. That's such a short break, but I mean, I I, I love watching basketball, so let's do this. Yep. Pan- I'll take it. Pandemic, foo. Ain't nobody complaining here. And uh, by the way, uh, before we end on NBA, they just also released the structure for the season. It's a two-parter. They won't even give you the... No all-star uh, breaker game this year. Yeah, and they're not even going to give you um, what the schedule is going to look like for the second half of the season yet. Not nope. until we know what happens in the first one. So right. it's going to be very much like they're going to cherry pick the best teams for that second half of the season to streamline it. Right? Yeah, they're going to uh, play December through March, mm-hmm. take a break in March, and then start back up at end of March or early April. Right. And everything's in limbo, like you just said. Right. Um, there's no all-star break, no all-star game, no dunk contest. Oh, yeah. I don't well, care about it. That shit. And no three-point contest this year for the better, foo, for the better. That's all, we don't need it. Um, it was fluff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we're going to just kind of see how it goes. Like Steph said, we got to roll that fucking vaccine Maybe out. Maybe the Globetrotters will play that, that, that weekend. Maybe the Generals will finally beat the Globetrotters for once. <laughs> I think they, they're like one in 500 and something. <laughs> yeah. So if you went to that one game, dude, you're in for a treat. Yeah, yeah you, saw, you saw a good game. But never again, I guess. Nope, nope never again. Uh, before we end the sports, I wanted to talk about some Dodger news that, you know, oh. for, for the last, at least the last week, we've had Tommy Lasorda in the hospital, man. Uh, now, the dude is up there in years. He's 93 years old. And uh, he's he been was supposedly du- doing well, right? He was. I mean, the last I heard is that he was in the ICU. Uh, he was taken, you know, as an emergency to the hospital. Uh, he might have had like a like a heart attack or a mild stroke. Um, I haven't heard any like definitive news, but those are just kind of like the rumblings we, that we've been hearing from all the Dodger posts that I've been seeing. Uh, that are trying to cover this, but really nothing new is being said. I mean, the fact that he's still in the hospital is a little concerning. You would think, you know, that they might be able to release him at some point after a week and a half of, uh, I forget what day he was actually taken in, but um, he's been there for a while. And, you know, again, he's, uh, he's getting up there. And, and if, and if, you know, if, if I'm just, you know, you're, you're run of the mill baseball fan, you got to appreciate what this guy's done for not only the Dodgers, but the sport of baseball. And the MLB. I mean, the guy's been with the Dodger organization since the Brooklyn years, right, Foo? Mm. The, towards the tail end of the Brooklyn years? Yeah. Yeah, and then he moved with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He played with Jackie Robinson, didn't he? No. No? Nah. Uh, nice try. Could have sworn. No, okay. he's not that old. I, I, mean, I mean, he's old, but... Yeah. I mean, Jack... Uh, damn, dude. No? No. Okay. I got to watch that movie again. Yeah. Well, he played with a lot of lot of uh, good players. He though, did. He played with years. a lot of Hall of Famers. And he managed the Dodgers. Yes, sir. For Back in the ni- years. in the nineties or eighties, eighties until like ninety two or three, right? Something like that. He was part so. of the eighty eight ch- chip squad, foo. Hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, he, he's lived a good life. And uh, the fact that he's made it to 93 and looked like a guy who has eaten spaghetti every day of his life. Tom, real quick, Tommy Lasorda was a pitcher for the team and saw firsthand the type of man that Robinson was. Boom. Boom. Oh, shit. I knew he son. had something to do with it. This is according to Dodger Nation. Okay. Oh, Dodger Nation is not a reliable source. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, dude, we beat fans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. That's that's who you're bringing up to the court witness as a court witness. Yeah, for? that's that's the sword I'm gonna die <laughs> on. That's the best we got, for detective. The, for, the, for the sake of this. Oh, Wikipedia has it too. Oh, oh, there you go. Well, well anyone can put go. anything on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, cool. All right. Vindicated. Stop looking it up. <laughs> Fucking vindicated. Well, food. Like you were saying, we got some uh, some roster news for the Dojas, food. Yeah, so you know how uh, JT Justin Turner he that is mask breacher food. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think well you know he's been exonerated foo he's he's uh you know nothing's gonna happen to him he's not gonna be suspended anymore because yeah, rob manfred's a piece of shit that's why but uh, well if it wasn't for for manfred uh letting the astros get away with their bullshit we probably wouldn't have a leg to stand on with this argument as well but, i guess foo i mean yeah okay i can I, I get that jt had the the rona and he went into the field to celebrate and he probably and did probably because a lot of a couple other people on the team Super got thrown uh, yeah so that that photo op uh, he's just was lucky expensive. dave robertson didn't get it because dave roberts had cancer before yeah so he's just really fucking lucky dude and guess who he sat next to in the fucking championship picture yeah yeah dave roberts well anyway foo because he is now a uh free, breacher. free agent <laughs> Uh, we were, were, I think we have a prospect over at the Colorado Rockies organization, Foo, and uh, the Dodgers are interested in trading for uh, Arenado. Arenado, yep. Yeah, and that guy's a beast. Nolan Arenado, Foo, is fucking... And he can play third or second base, just like th- JT. Third, second, and outfield, I think. Yeah. Now, the one thing that JT brought to the organization was uh, the, a lot of camaraderie. A lot of good leadership came out of JT's presence in the they, Dodgers dugout. They disregarded that bald head for that big beard, Foo. <laughs> yeah, he was getting that flesh yamaka going on. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a flesh yamaka. It's like right here, like a fryer tuck situation. He but he has he has that glorious red beard. <laughs> I've never heard of that never before. Heard the the uh, flesh yamaka. The, the Foo said it several times I've before. Said it on the pod. Yamaka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what we would be losing from the Dodgers dugout. Um, but, you know, we'd be gaining a really, really good player. And, you know, these players aren't forever. And we wish that they could be. But I don't I think it might it might be a lateral move. It might just end up being a good situation if we get a better player. Who knows? But uh, I guess we'll hear more about this as the weeks come uh, before. Because I, I, as far as we know, the MLB will begin its uh, its its spring training in March as scheduled. Right. As far as we know, Fu. Yeah. Um, they haven't said anything different. No. No. Yeah. Uh, I think Arnado is one of their wish list guys, and there ju- there is better options out there than JT. Mm-hmm. He just didn't play well. Yeah. He had a couple anyway. good hits. Yeah. But he still was like two for twenty. It four was, for thirty. It was one of those situations where, like, oh great, he has his ring. Now we can leave. <laughs> kind of like the same thing with. Uh, with what's his nose the pitcher god damn it kershaw yeah kershaw well he's gonna stick around because he's a dodger for life Mm -hmm. um but i think we're gonna get rid of jansen yeah and foo i'm glad you brought up some pitching 
um, information, Foo, because the Dodgers are in a pickle, Foo, not just if they should keep JT, which I hope they don't, mm-hmm. but the Dodgers are currently weighing on the table if they should move forward with the three-year deal to guess who, Foo. Oh. Pedro Baez. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> Why? Why Baez? Why? Who else do we got? And actually... The MLB is saying that he actually is one of the better pitchers since 2014. You just got to like look over the fact of all those games. When he gets scored on, we lose the game. It's not just a guy who gets scored on. No, we lose. <laughs> That's the thing about bias. It's like you can turn off the TV as soon as somebody gets a score off of him. Yep. It's over. Like, all right. And it happens more. It happens as often as the good days that he has. So it's like he can flip-flop. He can shit the bed or he can be a good pitcher. Um, apparently, there are two nicknames on baseball reference for Baez, and the more popular one is the human rain delay. <laughs> 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 um, but he has been a fairly consistent pitcher for six years. Um, he's Consistently inconsistent. Dude... Yeah, so Baez is looking for a three-year contract, and it's on the Dodgers if they want to offer him. Because, again, we lose Baez. We technically don't have a, another. He was a rot, He was a frequent rotation guy. Yeah. So that's a guy we can't. That's a guy we need to replace. Um, so it's easier said than done. But uh, Baez is currently looking at the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Rangers, and the Blue Jays. Hmm. And you know what? Just fucking go to another team, bro. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I don't want. I don't like him. I don't like him. Um, I think we are gonna get rid of Jansen, though. I believe this was the last year yeah, yeah. of his uh, eighty-eight million dollar contract. He's, he's. You know what? Fu, he could stay for like four million. He has a heart condition too. So You're saying he should retire. I think he should be at least considering it. Retire while he's on top, Fu. Uh I mean, he's not. He's seen better days. Oh, I'll agree. I remember you can put him in, and it was game over clutch yeah now that you put him in it's like remember th- you were there's ta- still two outs oh my god he could still blow this game we were talking about old dodger players before we started recording and uh gagne came up and that guy was a beast i loved watching gagne pitch and try to close out that game mm-hmm. that guy was a sick solid closer um and then he hit the the similar jansen yeah you know well you, got, you can't you, you can't keep it forever like, yeah if you're throwing balls almost 100 miles an hour for Three if three to six years consecutively, you're gonna fuck your shoulder up over time. Yeah, so I get it. I get it, fool. Uh, what's that other pitcher who can like just just no problem hit uh, throwing these hundred uh, mile per hour Udias? pitches? No, um, Gratterall. Gratterall, yeah. Gratterall, consult your doctor about Gratterall. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but that guy, like, he makes it look so easy. He's young too. Yeah. But he's throwing like 101 mile per hour consistently. We should keep him and maybe transition him into possibly the Baez or Jansen role Mm. and possibly just telling uh, Julio Urias, like, bro, we need you in the bullpen because Urias wants to start. But he's really effective in the bullpen. And we've asked him to go a couple innings in the bullpen. So it's not what he wants, but it's like, bro, you're helping us win games. Like. Yeah, he wa- He struck out the side to win us the chip. Yeah. So. Well, well that's all I got, Foo. Foo, that's gonna do it, Foo. All right, all right.
Well, Foo, the moment has come. You guys, uh, you guys ready for the music highlights? Foo, I've been hiding this thing in my. Never mind. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about Zolto too, Foo. Yeah, that's how excited <laughs> right. I am. <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, Foo, just as promised, we're going to have Zolto. The big promise come through by you, Foo. That's right. We have Zolto on the show. Say what's up, guys. What's up? What's up? How Welcome you guys doing? To the Hello, everybody. Hello. Yeah, man. We got Ramon and Eli of Zolto, man. Uh, now, you guys hit me up uh, not too well. Uh, actually, it was a little bit ago, wasn't it? It was probably about a month ago or so. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was me. But uh, I hit you up and I actually caught you guys off of April's podcast somehow, somewhere. I don't recall right now, but like there's some media. connection between you guys too. So, hey, I'm like a friend of April's must be a, co- a cool person, man. So here we are, you know? Yeah, April's dope, dude. Um, m- me and my band went to go do her show, uh, which is pretty much down the street from us. They're not even far from here. And and then I'm like, well, since I got your attention, April, why don't you come do the Foo Bar show? And she came in and she did an episode. She probably did like, what, like 198? That sounds about right. Yeah, right before yeah. Big 200. Right she's before our Big 200. She's an awesome person. Yeah, no, she's dope, man. And she's, cool. putting, she's, putting, uh, she's putting some pretty cool stuff together over there at uh, Raghouse Media, man. So um, yeah, that's yeah. Some, some exciting stuff now. Uh, Zolto, uh, when you hit me up, I automatically went to, you know, my Apple music and I checked you guys out and I got to say, man, you guys are freaking dope. Uh, some pretty good energetic music. Uh, now I would, I would describe it as like an alternative progressive metal. Am am I, am I on the nose there or where would you guys? You're you're right there. You're right there with the, it's exactly, it's, it's a lot of genres combined in the metal rock fusion that we bring in you know you got if you hear our songs there's a lot of like old school vibes to it too a lot of people don't know they're like i i've never heard this but it sounds familiar you know but it's yeah we bring a lot of old school vibes with the new twist of metal and rock and synths and cinematic uh and all in one basically depending on what song you're talking about it totally shows dude like i would say that the influences span like the last 40 years of rock music it's, it's refreshing as fuck is what it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like like it's- a lot actually it's really funny nice. a lot of people would just say hey it's, it's so it's so new but it's so familiar it's really refreshing to hear something different like this yeah so it's, it's really nice to hear that <laughs> so ramon eli uh you you guys are the the keyboard player and the singer of the band who are we missing we're missing Lonnie Pasias, which is our drummer, mm-hmm. and Mich- Michelle, or as we say, Mish, uh, Chitarians, uh-huh. uh, for bass. Right on, man. So you guys are a four-piece, and and you know what really makes you guys stand out is that you're a, you're a rock, metal, progressive band with zero guitars, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, you not, a lot, not a lot of metal with that. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think, but hey, dude, you guys are making it work. You guys are really making it work. Um, I, I'm really digging the way you're, you're utilizing the keyboard on that, dude. And and if I'm not mistaken, on Instagram, I could have sworn I saw a picture with you in a keytar, right? Yes. <laughs> Is that utilized heavily yeah. in the live shows? Oh, yes, finally. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I always play, bring that out in the live shows. I mean, just, you know, and few songs, I mean, we'll have a set, say, of, you know, 12, 13, 14 songs we're playing. Uh, and uh, I'll bring out probably the guitar two times, just, you know, just a little spice it up. But I'm usually around my little station, 
uh-huh. uh, when I'm working. But yeah, I love using that guitar. That's the Roland X Edge, actually. Uh, black on black. So, uh, yeah, it's really fun when the lights go out a little bit, you know? It looks freaking righteous can't. as hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so dope. Now, the foo, he keeps talking about a keytar. He wants me to learn how to play keytar. For fucking years, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now we're talking to a guy who actually does it. it My and dreams it, came true, foo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I... I was checking out you guys' bio on your website, and at a, at a certain point, you guys actually had a guitarist, right? Uh, yes, we had a guitarist in the beginning. We started out with a guitarist uh, with our band, and you know, we just kind of progressed into what it is today slowly. And we kind of realized, you know, we just want to kind of do something different and going against the grain and, you know, it's going to get talk and, you know, because there's no, like you said, there's no guitar players. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time to show, showcase a different side of rock you know and you can do this with a keyboard and a lot of people when they talk to me like oh so what you want to be a guitarist or something and i'm like not really i'm a keyboard player i do everything else too but uh you know i just want to show the people you know you can also do something different with a keyboard not just your traditional chords and etc what keyboard players are infamous in a rock band for you know so um yeah, here we are today, man. You know, with a four-piece uh, band, man. So, <laughs> no, that, that's it's good stuff, and you know, everybody seems to complement each other nicely. Um, who's who's doing the harmonies? Uh, is are you doing your own harmonies there, Eli? Or? I'm doing my own harmony. Yes, dude, they're that all, is all made by me. that is sick, dude. I, I love the way that you use them just to emphasize the uh, the dynamics of the vocals, uh, especially on like transcendent. Uh, I'm sorry, transcend. And uh, and all the other songs, it's freaking dope. Now the foo here, he was telling me that that he he's digging your guys' stuff because it reminds him of uh, anime intros. Dude, it's just like you can pl- you can plug your music in, and it's like it fits perfectly. <laughs> Have you guys thought right of submitting on, your music for anime? <laughs> it's getting warm, dude. It's getting warm. Yes, I mean, um, me and Mish, uh, especially me. You know, I'm the composer for the band, and Mish is my co-composer. He helps me out uh-huh. with my ideas. When we mm-hmm. first started the band, it was just me and him, uh, and we were instrumental. And I really looked, uh, as a kid, I loved the movie Tron. I got all the He-Man action figures that already, you know, uh, uh, comic books, Spawn Edition 1. I grew up kind of geeky, man. You know, I mean, I was into sports and played water polo, but internal geek all, all day, all night, you know, so <laughs> when I got home. So as, as we progressed with this band, man, I really grew up listening to a lot of soundtracks and cinematic, you know, scores. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it would be a fantastic idea if we confuse rock and metal with some cinematics to kind of give even the guy and girl that doesn't listen to rock or metal mm-hmm. a chance to bring rock back. Because, you know, since rock has been so de- depleted from the last 10, you know, 15 years, I mean, what the last famous bands of rock the way they talk about it back then was the Foo Fighters I feel like for my opinion you know yeah. and after that first commercially just uh, just started inclining so I just thought it would be a great idea to bring some cinematic scores everybody could relate to and like the goosebump notes and chords and all that stuff we feel when we go watch like a dramatic crazy cool epic movie and fuse that with rock so it, you know that's kind of the general of it it bleeds you could tell it bleeds through your influence on uh, on on all your songs that i've listened to 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, uh, it, again, it wouldn't be anything without the team. So, I mean, Eli, you know, amazing singer. It just, we, we got together 2020, right, Eli? No, I'm sorry, 2019. 2018, 2018. Oh, yes. Uh, late yeah. uh, 2018, December uh, 2018. And, you know, it's, and Lonnie came in about three months after. And it's just been a whirlpool, man. I got like pretty much the ultimate musicians just, you know, putting their piece in into this project, you know, and it's just such an honor to work with everybody. And also Mish, just amazing seven string bass player. I mean, that guy's. I was going to say, dude, that guy, that guy has a fat neck on that bass. Is seven string? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's so funny. He has a seven string and an eight string. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. And Lonnie's just, you know, all the bells and whistles. I'm sure you've seen the take. I don't know if you've seen the Taken music video. I mean, it, he's got, like, pretty much symbols. There's just, like, a little mini dream, dream theater-like kit yeah. going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it looks busy, man. It looks busy as all <laughs> Um. <laughs> Now, uh, yeah, like I was saying, uh, because it has that san- cinematic flavor, you know, if you ever do a, a lyric video, it better look like credits going on a screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> that's actually a good idea. That's yeah, actually a good idea. Really I'm going to have to do that for the next one. No animals were harmed like in the making of this. Super van. Yeah. That would be cool, dude. No, definitely, man. We're actually, there's a couple of, pro, there's a couple of new music videos we're about to release pretty soon and working on that has to do a lot. I'll just hint it with Comic-Con and Superhero. Dang. You know, so, so we, uh, Transcend came out. Uh, Transcend was one of our first songs we wrote as a, with a lyricist with Drode Nasersi and was the person originally before, um, uh, Eli Arnold uh-huh. and great guy wrote these songs and you know we part ways on good ter- terms and we found Eli you know on the next level of what we needed for the band and what we're looking for you know so now we're just making really cool stuff and hoping the crowd gravitates towards us and, and understands what, what we're trying to project out like every band does right yeah so yeah so you guys said that you you got together back in 2018. At least the two of you guys. Now, in the grand scheme of of the whole big picture, you know, when did this actual when did this actually start to come together for you guys? Uh, 2019, I would say, was uh-huh. when we started like really getting together, really starting to make music, uh, and actually releasing the stuff that we have. We played uh, we played a bunch of shows in 2019. Uh, we actually ended up selling out uh, the Viper Room in Hollywood. Nice, which was insane. That was such an insane show, and uh, you know we were really starting to get where we're going uh, in 2019 with the four of us. Yeah, I, at least I think that's where we're starting to get going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, far as uh, Eli's pretty much on it. I mean, me and Mish just on a little historical. Let's, let's, let's since we're on the whole comic books and stuff, let's go to the origins. Okay. You know. Um, me and Mish really started just two piece. It was a two piece band. Um, so it was me and him just literally with balls of steel going in and like saying, you know what, we're just going to go and play shows. Like we're a four or five piece rock band, you know? Yeah. So we used to use backing tracks and all that stuff. So that way we didn't have a drummer. We used, you know, a laptop for a drummer <laughs> and, and how we pulled it off is I, 
I'm really into lasers, lights, and fog and effects. We used to pump it up like, you know, and I got the inspiration from Daft Punk when they did Coachella uh, years ago. Oh, sick. One, one day. And I just thought, you know what? We can do this if we distract them enough with like good visuals. <laughs> people are not going to trip. There's two people jamming out on stage, you know? So it just, we got really, you know, good, good feedback and went with the singer and really launched with really recording and putting ourselves out there, like Eli said. Once, uh, you know, the four horsemen got together, as I, as I <laughs> call it, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome, man. And um, now I understand just based on what I've read so far about you guys is that you're what who, the person who used to be your guitarist is now your audio engineer. Oh, he used to be. Used he to be. used okay. to be our audio. Yeah, yeah. Tsunian, yes, he's a great guy, nice guy. Yeah, he was our guitarist and, uh, you know, he understood the logics uh, of wanting a four piece band. And we're friends. We're mm -hmm. all friends. And uh, he became our audio engineer. Um, he's doing other great things now. He's doing other projects. He's no longer with Solto, mm -hmm. uh, but still a great, great transition. He's a great uh, person. And yeah, he used to do that with us. Right on, man. And, uh, yeah. And so, um, I mean, it's it's no surprise, you know, that every freaking band who, who was trying to do something back in 2019 got hit with La Pala Bricks as soon as this pandemic started. Uh, how has it affected you uh, or how has it hindered you? Maybe even it would be a better question from trying to move forward and, and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, just, oh, go ahead, I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it really has to be to be completely honest with you. We've kind of just been moving forward, doing whatever we need to do, getting stuff done. Yeah. Uh, even with the pandemic, we're still we're still writing music. We're still making songs. I just went uh, actually I just recorded a rough draft on Thursday with Ramon for a new song that we're working on. We've already, we've got so much planned for the future that we like the pandemic isn't going to stop us from moving forward. Like. Sure, we can't play shows right now, mm -hmm. but there, there's still plenty of things that we could do to keep music coming out. So, and I think that's just we're we're going to keep moving forward as long as as we can, and we're going to do whatever we have to to get that done. Yeah, you kind of have to, man. Otherwise, you you lose your momentum, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We, we, if we lose momentum now, we're probably not going to get it back until after the pandemic is over, and that's just. That's not something we want. Yeah, I mean, the point is to try to hit the ground running as soon as everything else opens up. Nope. That's just the way I and see I it. Just, yeah, and I just feel like from my side of things, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, they call, what, what do you guys, they call me the captain. It's like the joke uh, <laughs> of the team. Uh, and so I always feel like you got to be two steps ahead every day. You got to have something progressive towards to look to. That way there's motivation for four guys to come in, and especially in this pandemic where, you know, there's no shows, there's no, you know, nothing for any of us musicians right now yeah. to really showcase ourselves and grow in that factor. And I feel like, you know what, why don't we take this opportunity? I call it, I know I turn it positive and I say it's an opportunity. And why I say that is because we as musicians don't have this much time knowing we have shows usually and we prepare for shows half the time than we do, you know, making our contents, the uh, contents big, especially guys that are just working and trying to build a band up and we you know we're not there there yet mm -hmm. you know so i feel like this is a great way uh to girth your product your brand you give it some girth content it's time to maybe right now it's frozen so let's make content make people wear even more than yesterday with zolto so that way when the doors open 
Um, you know, we're going to be pretty much, you know, a little better than yesterday, actually. You know, so that's 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 pretty much bottom in how we're co- uh, looking at it. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, who did like one of our last shows? We had, like I said, we had sold out the Viper Room, and that's like a, like a three hundred person venue right there. Yeah. So I feel like after the pandemic is over, we can still continue while while the pandemic is happening. Excuse me, we can still work on gaining our fan base, making new songs, putting out new content, so that by the time the pandemic is over and those shows start again, we can sell out even bigger venues. And we'll have a huge fan base by that time. So, I mean, we we can't stop. And we don't really have a reason to do that. Yeah, and, you know, you, there's really no reason to just sit by when you have the internet at your fingertips these days, too. I mean, exactly. <laughs> you can just spit <laughs> well things out every day, well, you know, pretty much, to try to keep people engaged. It's, it's important, man, because uh, people, they don't have a long attention span. They just don't. No, they really don't. No, they don't, dude. And that's why you got to keep at it, I feel like, my opinion, because as soon as you stop that, you're irrelevant months down the line because people just like a feed when they swipe, they forget due to also the internet. That's the negative part of internet. You know, so much saturation that you got to keep, you know, run every day, you know, but that also motivates. Again, it's all about like your work ethics and your integrity. So it comes down to are you good to sink or swim you know so it's just you know natural cause of like w- there's men that in this pandemic that i've talked to in women that just are not in a good place and they're sinking and they're su- letting it in in a negative way and that's not the way to go because you'll probably end up <laughs> uh, being ill from like depression like then covid you yeah know? <laughs> yeah totally you can't you know? let it get to you uh, now, I've said it before on, on, on the show that, you know, growing up as an only child, I've been training for this pandemic my entire life. <laughs> Just alone in my room, playing my Nintendo, doing homework. Dude, this is this, this is what I'm about, dude. This is my time to shine. Right? <laughs> One of the I'm a middle child, so I definitely feel that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, same here, man. We're... I'm a homebody person. I know uh, Eli, the guys, they're pretty chill, man. I mean, we're not like, you know, we're not 18, 19 years old. We got to go. And I mean, we're up there, you know, we're in our thirties and like, you know, and a little bit, a little bit older, but um, so we're kind of like our custom to kind of go through this as adults, I guess you can say, you know, we're old enough to know young enough to do it again, you know? So <laughs> yeah, no, but by now you've had a lot of trial and error to see what works and what doesn't and how you should approach things. I mean, I remember being a, a teenager being in bands and it was it was a clusterfuck, dude. I didn't nobody yeah. knew what was happening. There was no organization, no discipline. No. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, it was not not a good thing. But you you grow and learn, you know? Yeah, like I remember my first show, I was 19 years old. It was with this band what was our name? Inferna. It was our name. We played our first show and we stopped in the middle of the set because we couldn't figure out what song we were going to play next. And then we argued about it for five minutes. <laughs> the most simple <laughs> it thing just, it was awful. to do a set list, you would think it would be the most basic thing a band could put together. <laughs> yeah, you would think. You would think. But we did not have that together at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had some nightmare shows back in the days, too, just, you know. I just recall one, if since you're talking about one of those times where, uh, you know, we got a booking for a show, it's like 10 years ago, with a band called Angels in America, and 
you know, we had like a little, you know, management slash promoter uh, person. Like she's like, yeah, we're going to be in CSUN. You're going to have PA. Dude, I ended up taking my little kicks uh, just to hear myself. You know, I ended up using that little thing for the whole show and nobody could hear me play. And I was about to walk off stage, dude. I was so embarrassed, man. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, man. It, yeah. It's but you know that's that's how you uh, that's how you learn for sure. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> so uh, now going into your music video, which is uh, debuting on December first, right? It's coming up. That's right, December first. Mm -hmm. December first. That's exciting. So um, before we get into that, I wanted to talk about the actual audio production. How, how like was that done in house? Did you go to a producer for this? How'd that work out? So basically. Uh, just to make it a little general, uh, just so everybody gets it, uh, we start always, it starts in-house. It starts with me and uh, Michelle uh, creating the song. We'll, we'll use Ableton. We'll use Ableton to pretty much re record our ideas. And then we'll take it to a you know subcontractor, mixing engineer for them to mix it. But we're very involved. It's not so much, you know, here you go and like, send me some good stuff because I know you can, you know, it's like, no, it's more we're involved because we do have, a, as you guys were saying, a unique sound and it's a different style band and not a lot of people are used to knowing how to mix that, you know? So, so that's pretty much how it works. And we always uh, master our songs with a different engineer. Oh, nice. Uh, because you never want the same ear that mixes your songs to master your songs ever. And also it's different equipment. You know, so that's very important for um, us because that's pretty much industry standard volume you want to be in when you master your songs. And then um, we do production on ourselves and, you know, market it on ourselves. It's literally been guys, uh, far as like having subcontractors to, I guess, work with us as far as mixing engineers and uh, everything else. It's just really been us that are pretty much in uh, this uh, project. But now, uh it's a little different uh times are a little different we actually found home for once our wonderful friend my wonderful friend that i've known for years uh amazing composer engineer and he was in huge rock bands from uh uh redemption uh if you ever heard of that band he was in redemption and uh, a band called Ar armenian space station greg hosharian is our producer now so we have a home with uh sounds uh, 21 21 sounds you know so mm -hmm. um i think i said that incorrectly oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so um sorry greg um, yeah, google, but, um google will will help us out with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you mean yeah yes yes he's amazing he's a great engineer so he's working now with me composing the songs to the next level like these next two tracks we're coming out called supernova there's Calamity, which is more of a ballad for the first time. We were doing like a power ballad and um, Bloodlights. I know that's Eli's favorite song. One of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. Bloodlights. It's such a yeah. good song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Well, so cool, that's man. that's that's our little a little generalized formula going on. If I didn't rant too much here. <laughs> no, no. And so and so, how did uh, how did you go about it for the music video? The music video, it just came about like, you know, first 
looking at the content, we looked at, we went actually, we contacted Drill Narcissian and asked, because he was the person that wrote the vocals, the lyrics. Uh-huh. And we asked him, what, do you, what are you thinking when you wrote the song, you know? And he kind of gave us a general idea. And I, with the director, with Mish, uh, kind of inputted an idea of kind of bringing this idea together, showing her uh, as the video will be so showing someone going from one stage to another transcending basically. So, and uh, yeah, it came out great. I mean, I mean, we're really happy with it. We're just more excited to show to the world yeah. right now. And um, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, you know? <laughs> no, but, I mean, uh, from, from the teaser, it looks, it, it looks badass, man. A lot, a lot of lights, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good angles. It looks busy. It looks like very, it, it very, was very a, it was a really a fantastic location. It was this hot rod shop uh, down in Huntington beach, nice. uh, California. And um, the guy, the guy who let us uh, film in there was an amazing, amazing man. He had a lot of really cool set pieces in there. It took like 14 hours to shoot. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was honestly a lot of fun. It was, we when it came out when it came out when we saw the whole thing. I uh, I kind of what when we first went into there, I kind of had some doubts about you know what it was going to look like. But after seeing all the footage, I'm like, man, you know what? This was fantastic. This was a great idea. Now was so, it was uh, it multiple cameras or just the one camera? Well, uh, now, oh, go ahead, Eli. I believe, well, not, you know, you probably know this one better than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, well, I mean, for us, like, if you want, uh, we used one camera. Uh-huh. We used one camera, of course, uh, but multiple. And I'm just very, uh, again, I come, uh, come again w- w- with all the cinematic music. So I want to make sure the, mu- uh, you know, the music video looks cinematic, you know? So I made sure to rent a high end camera, a red lens camera. Uh, and that can pretty much kind of gives that glare, just like in, you know, um, in all the Marvel movies, they always have like this glare that's this cool thing. So I wanted that. And a lot of editing, a lot of back and forth over 40 pages of notes on email, going back and forth of how we want it shot, edited, where to stop, color, uh, you know, color quality, um, making sure, every, uh, you know, every shot looks the part where the sound is and how the musician is performing i just made sure of that i just want the audience to be honest as a whole not to go too long here but um to kind of feel it like we did when we saw it for the first time when it was all done you know yeah so that's the main goal to feel that epic things we used to feel as kids when we used to watch big score movies and you know you or you see a trailer and like you're like dude this movie's gonna be dope (laughs) yeah for sure yeah well cool man well since we're talking about it you guys want us to play the song can we play the song yeah go for it right on man all right so so this is transcend this is a single from zolto let's check it out
Yes, sir. Ooh-wee. Yeah, man. I love the I, lo- I love the outro on that awesome. thing, dude. Freaking amazing. <laughs> Is that the <laughs> You guys are amazing, man. Thank you so much for your support and uh you know everything man we really appreciate that man you know so that's that's i guess all the hard work we all musicians do right yeah dude i Just love for that i love how it crescendos like it doesn't stop building it doesn't stop like and, and then it, to the end it just kind of blows its load it's awesome <laughs> glad you like it man. no it's great <laughs> no as a, as a as we a know very... when you're going to be playing this song yeah <laughs> 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 no, like it has like a slow burn at the, at the and then it just keeps growing from from there. It's it, I love it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it, man. You know, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work when all the boys just uh, we put a lot of hard work into it. So you know, you know, so we genuinely do really appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you. dude. Yeah, and 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 by the way, we haven't gone to it, but uh, where can everybody find you guys? We're gonna we're gonna repeat this several times, but. Uh, what's your website? Just kind of throw everything out right now. Eli, go ahead. You can do this one. All right. So Facebook is going to be facebook.com slash Zolto1. Uh, Instagram is going to be Zolto, I'm uh, sorry, at Zolto underscore official. TikTok, we also have one of those, Zolto.official. Uh, for Ramon, it's going to be Ramon underscore Darbidian, D-A-R-B-I-D-I-A-N. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, it's uh, at Eli Arnold Vox, V O X at the end. Uh, our drummer, Lonnie, is going to be Lonnie underscore Casillas at Instagram. Mish is going to be Michelle to our Mish Chitarians, which is M I C H C H I T A R I A N S. Right on. And, uh, you know, if, if everybody just goes to Zolto's Instagram, everything's laid out too, nice and neat. For everybody yes, to yeah. click on too, so uh, it, it, you can simply just type in Z O L T O on the search bar there, and uh, you'll you'll find them no problem. Um, but but hey, man, let's let's talk about your next song. The next song I wanted to play was Taken. Now this song in particular, dude, as we were talking about it being you know like a cinematic flavor, uh, the first thing I thought of was like maybe the opening scene to the Ninja Turtles movie from back in the nineties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It has that ominous synthesizer going on, man. And the only, <laughs> at the end of at the end of the song, the first thing that I thought of was like Confucius say, you know, forgi- <laughs> forgiveness. <laughs> what is it? Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, just, it's funny, man. You guys are pretty good at your you got you guys got good ears, man. I mean, yeah, this is probably one of our ultimo like Comic Con gone crazy, you know, kind of <laughs> you know. Um I just again it was just uh, just like I don't know if you guys noticed every song is Zolto, but they all have different directions, you know, and this yeah. one took more of like that anime uh, Marvel DC direction where our motivation to build this song was under not just playing it at a show for folks and they're loving it, hopefully, but it's more for the movie industry and cinematic industry, Netflix, uh, anybody to maybe take a hear at it and say, you know what, that car chase, maybe this this song will work out or, <laughs> or you know that, that that building blown up all right put this that that was the motivation i mean not the it's a so i was just and again it's part of our dna with zolto so uh, we just want to bring you know all all that out so 
people could kind of enjoy it just like we all do outside of the realm of just your typical rock genre, you know? So, um, and also kind of, uh, will inspire maybe others that are not into rock, hopefully to get in. Maybe it's, it's a gateway for them to get into it. That was a lot of the motivation, man, you know? So, yeah. And, and everything is, I don't know, man, uh, you know, back when I was growing up, back in high school, it, at, at the high school quad, you had your metalheads, you had your punks, you had your cheerleaders and football players, you know, everything was very much like a freaking, uh, like a, what is it, John Hughes <laughs> movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody was very much separated. And uh, and now I, I have, a, you know, I, I just feel like everything's very eclectic. Everybody likes a little bit of something. N- nobody has their own... I don't know. Uh, uh, do you guys have that feeling too, or is it just me? Yeah. Well, I I always get uh, you know what it's mixing, and you know what, just like the world's mixing, and everybody's united, and um, you know we're all coming together as cultures. And I feel like the same with music. You know. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, there's uh, there used to be like you know there's still sub the the genres there's still metalheads there they're like metalheads yeah of there's course. still all that today but. Um, I just feel like there's also this new generation that's looking for the next twist and looking for the next, you know, fusion for the next 10, 20 years, you know? So, and, and that's where Zolto comes in and uh, is pretty much writing music where it could cater to the rock community, the metal community, and maybe the pop or the jazz community, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever uh, comes in. And so that, uh, that way too, our, one of our main purposes is to really make rock come back, you know, like it used to, and like really give a good platform for kids that really don't, I mean, that don't listen to rock and just listen to EDM or rap and nothing against that. They're all great, but like for them to also have a new appreciation for rock, you know, yeah. as like we all did when we were kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of people who are actually already bringing rock back. Like Miley Cyrus said she's going to do a rock album. Uh, Dua Lipa has actually did a metal performance at the European VMAs. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people already trying to bring rock back to the forefront. And I feel like we, especially in Zolto, have an opportunity to bring those kids who are just now starting to get into rock and metal music a way to connect with it without being blasted by the things, the, the, the heavier, you know, genres and stuff out there. Right. So right. Uh, I feel like we could definitely, um, you know, catch the attention of the, the, the kids who aren't super into rock and metal by still, and I, I actually had a lot of comments from people who like only listen to rap, but they're like, Hey, this music is cool. I want to listen to this. Where mm-hmm. can I find more of you? So I feel like we're doing the job that we set up to do. Yeah, and, and and you are, man. You are. So I, I wanted to play the next song as I described Taken. Let's check it out.
Hell yeah, dude. At least a montage sequence, you know what I mean? Lyrically, lyrically, it has a positive message, right? Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, right. dude. For basically sure. just saying, you know, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a montage right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it in like uh, like my hero academia or something. Damn. There you go. <laughs> Even a home video of me learning how to skate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> stupid. It's like a Taekwondo video. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Netflix hit us up. Somebody <laughs> get these guys contracts. Shonen Jump, we're right here, bro. Shonen Jump. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, for I'll sure, you guys. Well, that's uh, once again, in case people forgot, that's ZoltoMusic.com is where pretty much you can find all their stuff at. And um, let's move on, man. Let's let's uh, let's play the, the the last song here that that we were set to play. Now, this song is Bruises. Is there anything we should know about this song? Uh, Bruises was actually the first song that I wrote the lyrics to, uh-huh. lyrics and the vocal melodies for when I joined uh, Zolto. The uh, was my baby. It was my pride and joy, <laughs> um, and I. I really had I'd struggled with it actually in the beginning because I, I didn't know how I wanted to portray, you know, lyrics for a band like this. I had been in like purely metal bands before I joined Zolto. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, writing music for uh, a project like this was very, very different for me. And it was, it was a task that uh, it took me a while to get through, but uh, Ramon and the rest of the guys, they helped me get through it and they helped me, uh, figure out what I wanted to say and how to say it. So this was uh, this is uh, definitely one of my babies. I uh, I definitely enjoy the lyrics for this. Yeah, no, definitely, dude. That's actually just before you put that on. Uh, it's uh, it was a memorable song for the band because, like Eli was saying, when he got with us, it was the. Do you remember Eli when you played that one part and I started screaming in the studio because I couldn't believe. How awesome! That was pretty much like the leading song of many to come, you know. Oh yeah, it was it was uh, it was the chorus. The first time I sang the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was just like, okay, kids got pipes, dude. (laughs) 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 We gotta gotta rock this out, dude. In your in your previous bands, uh, Eli, were were you also doing the screaming and singing as well? Yes. Yes, I. I have what two other albums with another band, and it was all just like the screaming and the singing all, all together. It's, it's something I've always been able to do. Uh-huh. So I, I started when I was like fifteen, uh, learning how to scream, uh-huh. and uh, just kind of shaped my own voice up until then. So it's not an easy <laughs> thing to to go from one to the other without you know like going into a coughing attack for uh, for practice. a lot of people. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm sure it's a lot of practice. <laughs> Well, lots and lots of practice uh, because when I when it, in the beginning I couldn't do it for very long at all. I could only like maybe scream one song and then I'd be like coughing and then I couldn't do it uh, for the rest of the day. But uh-huh. it honestly just takes a lot of endurance. Also, doing it right, using your uh, di- your diaphragm rather than having coming having it come straight from the throat. Yeah, 
because uh, if you use your diaphragm, it'll take a lot of the pressure off of your vocal cords. Yeah, and then you so, can't talk for about a week. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Then you can talk for about a week. But now it gets to the point where, um, like, I can go to sports games and stuff and scream really loud, and I won't lose my voice at all. Well, that's what you so, want. <laughs> that's no. Yeah, that, it's just it, it takes a lot of practice to knowing what to do and how to do it right. For sure. You guys are awesome, by the way, man. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much, Jack. Thank you. Thank yeah, thank you for having us on. No problem. No problem. All right, here we go. Bruises by Zoltil. Let's check it out.
Right on. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes. So, uh, so that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, uh, while I was listening to it, I was watching the lyric video for that, and uh, I like the way that you guys put everything like that together, dude. That thing, Thanks, that, it, just visually, just for the lyric video, it looks dope. It, it kind of takes you on a on a ride. I know. I was trying to watch without being too obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I just yeah, you know, I, at that time, you know, we didn't have any plans for any music videos. This was pre-COVID, so we just put stuff out while we were playing shows and touring in states here and there. You know, so um, so. I, you know, we just made like a little video, just like how we want people to feel as best as possible for a lyric video being there. So thank you, man. No, I love it, man. And uh, with your permission, let me go ahead and post that the, those lyric videos on the video here on the video portion. Yeah, please. Right please. on. That's man. got it. Grassy. Yeah, so everybody could check that out. And um, and man, dude, I you know I wish we can be with you guys uh, for for longer, but you know we are getting towards the end of the episode. But before we move on, are you guys cool with uh, being a part of this the final uh, and and the uh, home stretch the home stretch of this episode here for the last segment? Let's do it, bro. Let's sure, let's go. So before I we got go some into good that, sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> So before we go into that, just make sure everybody go check out ZoltoMusic.com. That's Zolto, Z-O-L-T-O. Um, good group of guys, man. Thank you guys for being on the show. And just like with any Foo Bar Show episode, Foo, we have the Foo Facts. So you guys, uh, you guys are going to get some knowledge dropping right now, man. Really? All right. Let's do it. All right. What do you got for us, I'm Foo? totally unprepared. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, all right, the food facts. We're just fucking around here a little bit. Um, let me see here. Mm, I don't like these ones. These ones are pretty ridiculous. All right. Fuck okay. it. Let's just do it. Go for it. All right. In 1988, while married to Madonna, Sean Penn flew into a rage over Madonna's supposed affair with Warren Beatty, foo. Uh-huh. He tied her to a chair, assaulted her for hours. Holy shit. Both physically and emotionally. Give me, give me some more I, lighthearted I, ones. I, I didn't think it was gonna go dark. You I went, saw Madonna and I was like, oh, "This should be good." You went dark. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was really dark. Holy yeah. shit, dude! Sorry, man. All right, well, all right here's a little bit okay. lighthearted one. Give me one. another one. In 1947, after the price of a chocolate bar. Increased from five to eight cents. Two hundred kids march and protested, protested on the Capitol building in British Columbia, shutting down government for a day. It is known as the candy bar strike. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty cool so, strike so there. That happens. Wow. Oh, man, you don't that's, fuck with kids. I just learned something today. That's a worthy worthy strike, if you ask me. All right. Um, here's the next one. Uh, if you leave lime juice on your hands on a sunny day, your skin can get second degree burns and discolored for years. It's called margarita dermatitis because people often get this while making margaritas outside. What do you got next for us, man? Okay, there's this guy named Max Hardberger that people hire 
to steal back boats that got shipjacked by pirates and corrupt governments. So this guy steals back the boats that pirates steal from people. Oh, so he's like a, a thief of, of thieves. Yeah. Like so he's like a Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except right. he's, he's under contract, though. Um, cat cafes are popular and rather common in Japan, where people pay by the hour to hang out with cats, since most apartments and condos in Tokyo don't allow pets. Oh. I love cat cafes. There's a couple of uh, puppy cafes in LA. Oh, shit. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, damn. There you go. Well, we've got to go to one, Foos. Yep. We'll feature a, a puppy, Foo. Um, here's a rather odd one, Foos. It's kind of a foreshadowing. The 2001 video game Ghost Recon takes place during the fictional 2008 Russian invasion of Georgia. Flash forward to 2008, Russia actually invades no Georgia. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, dude. That's really interesting. Yeah. Seven year fucking foreshadow, dude. Wow. The adventure of the video game is like, I got a good story, guys. He's the, <laughs> master, he's the mastermind behind it all. Damn. And Foos, let's let's have a little nice one right before we leave since we're in the holiday season, Foo. There is a non-secular celebration on December 25th called Newtonmas, where, that, where people celebrate the birth of baby Sir Isaac Newton with cards that read Reason's Greetings. <laughs> That's actually a good card idea, Foo. I might get you that. All right. Yeah. Well, Foo, hope you like the Foo facts today. Thanks, man. And thanks, Zolto, for being on the show, man. Uh, again, that's ZoltoMusic.com. Everybody check them out. Uh, dude, when, when everything opens up, you, you got to go to a Zolto show. That's dude. what I've learned today. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Right on, dude. You <laughs> guys got tickets on the house, dude. Don't worry. Oh, for sure, shit, son. Oh, well, we're, we're going to make yeah. an event out of that. That's hell for sure. Hell yeah, dude. That'd be dope. Maybe some foos on the run. Yep. Oh, hell yep. yeah. Yeah. On Thank you guys run. so much, man. And also subscribe to our YouTube page. We're trying to build it up to a thousand because we want to start putting charitable events onto YouTube. And YouTube's rules are you have to be a thousand and above. We're almost there reaching the goal. So we just started a page not even a year ago so much, you know, so lightly so yeah subscribe guys you know no love that it and it. especially now that the music video is going to come out um everybody hit that little bell uh on their on their channel so that you guys can get alerted whenever they put out new stuff so right on. um yeah dude so uh, again thanks guys for being on the show again that is uh zoltomusic.com check out their music it's exciting music. stuff it's really good stuff different yeah it's really fresh dude yeah i love it exciting yeah Oh, Thanks, thank guys. You guys are freaking awesome, dude. Ramon and Eli. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And tell the guys we said what's up. We'll, we'll exchange information to trade t-shirts, man. By, by, yeah, we got t-shirts <laughs> for you guys, too. And by the way, Eli, you got a hell of a podcast voice, if I might say. Yeah. Nice and smooth. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
He's very good at it, dude. He does it, but you know, he's always on it, man. Yeah, he's really good at it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> all right, well, that's going to do it. Thank you all very much for listening into the Foo Bar Show. Thanks for hitting subscribe and remember to rate, review, and tell your friends like a champ. You can always reach us at Foo Bar Show. That's FOOBarshow.com. And FOOBarshow is our handle on Facebook, Venmo, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out, drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foos. I've been Joe C. With the food. And, and for the boys in Zoto signing off saying, don't be a